Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing Word from God. God bless you. I really um, just want to amen <clears throat> everything in that video. It's, it's actually beautiful and emotional to see. Sometimes we forget we're so busy doing that we forget to remember all that the Lord has done. And, and I hope today you take some time to give God thanks for everything that He's done in your life. I mean, just like we have gone through this beautiful screen highlighting the highlights and the joys and the celebrations over the last 17 years, there's a highlight reel all your own that God wants to put up in front of you. Uh, remembering the good things that the Lord has done. Sometimes we can get so confounded with the worries of today because we forget to celebrate the miracles of days past and then believe God can do it again. And, and I love uh, Pastor Jürgen named this season of our church's life Surge for a reason. We're about to hit major momentum. And I say that because, not because, oh, wouldn't that be fun? Let's do it for kicks and giggles. But the world has need of a surge of the kingdom of God. As the world grows darker, the, the, the house of God and the people of God should shine brighter. And can we take a minute to thank God for the victory of the overturning of Roe v. Wade? This is... This is significant. This is a monumental moment in our nation. It's, it could only be, it could only be Jesus it, and the prayers of His church that have engaged during this season. I mean, how this happened in a Biden presidency is a and it just shows God will not be mocked. A man's heart may plan His ways, but the Lord will direct His steps and God is directing the steps of this nation and He's using us to partner with Him. So we're seeing God do just incredible things. And I, I wanna share a, a Bible story, one of my favourite Bible stories with you today. I'd love it if you turn in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings, chapter number seven. I'm gonna start reading from chapter number seven, my friends, at the media desk, verses one to 16. But let me set this up for you. So it's about this time in Israel's history when the world is very, very dark because they had forsaken God and they'd started worshipping idols and they'd started hooking up with people they shouldn't be hooking up with. The nation had gone into a time of darkness, depravity and famine. It was so bad that they were eating donkey's heads rebellion, stubbornness, and doves dung, the things that the Holy Spirit rejects. And then after that, the Bible says things got so desperate, the king overhears a story about two women who were eating their children. Okay, so when you've got an appetite for stubbornness, rebellion, and what the Holy Spirit rejects, the next thing that gets consumed is the next generation. 
and we've been kind of in America, we've, we've been living in that season. However, somebody say however, there was a shift. And a shift happened when a prophetic man by the name of Elisha came in and he Basically, it was the record scratch that the evil, wicked people of that time didn't want to hear. He said this, Listen God's Word. The famine is over. This time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. And this sounded ridiculous to the people of Israel. They're eating their own children. It is so depraved. A handful of meal for a shekel, two handfuls of grain for a shekel, the market at the city gate will be buzzing. This sounded stupid. We're paying almost $7 a gallon for gas. Are you serious? Tomorrow, we're gonna be getting gas for, for a quarter. There ain't no flipping way. The attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man, you expect us to believe that? Trap doors opening in the sky and food tumbling out. You'll watch it with your own eyes, he said. But unfortunately, you will not eat so much as a mouthful. He's talking to the king here because the king was corrupted. And it happened that four lepers, somebody say four lepers, an unlikely group of men were sitting just outside the city gate. And they said to one another, what are we doing sitting here at death's door? See, the word had gone out, but the circumstances had not yet shifted. And four broken, isolated, diseased men on the outskirts of the town look at one another and they said, what are we, what are we doing sitting here at death's door? If we enter the famine-struck city, we'll die. If we stay here, we'll die. So let's take our chances. I love that. We're gonna throw ourselves at their mercy and if they receive us, we'll live. If they kill us, we'll die. We've got nothing to lose. So outside the walls of Israel, there was a strong, fortified army who were wanting to take them out in their moment of vulnerability. We could call them China. So after the sun went down, they got up and they went to the camp of the enemy. And when they got to the edge of the camp, surprise, there was not a man in the camp. The master had made the army of Aram, that's the Lord, the Lord had made the army of Aram hear the sound of horses and a mighty army on the march. They told one another, the king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to attack us. Panicked, the enemy ran for their lives through the darkness, abandoning their tents, their horses, their donkeys, the whole camp with all its resources, just as it was, and they ran for dear life. These four lepers couldn't believe their luck. God had amplified their steps as they're walking out to see what will happen if they dared wander into the enemy camp and the whole place was deserted. Not a soul, not a sound. Oh, but there was horses and donkeys left untethered and tents abandoned with all their stuff, just as they were. The gatekeepers got the word to the royal palace, giving them the whole story. Roused in the middle of the night, the king told his servants, let me tell you what Aram has done. They knew 
that we were starving. So they left the camp and have hid in the field thinking when they come out of the city, we'll capture them and take them alive. They still didn't believe that this could be God's provision for them. But the Bible says that then overnight, if we look down in verse number 16, the people looted the camp of Aram. Food prices dropped overnight. A handful of a meal for a shekel and two handfuls of grain for a shekel. God's Word happened to the letter. A surge and a shift happened overnight because of the courage of four lepers. So I really quickly want to just bring a couple of points to encourage us in our giving this morning. Three lessons from four lepers. The first point. They got fed up with the way things looked. When we look around our city and and God has given the, the church the responsibility of stewarding the East County region, it will rise or fall depending on the faith and the works of the church. I truly believe that. When I look around this city, I would actually really love it if somebody would take a photo every week of Broadway. Because mark my words, now Awakened Church has entered the city. Things are about to surge and shift forward. We're about to take things back from the enemy camp. Because it takes the people of God to just say, we're fed up with the way things look out here. We're fed up with seeing families torn apart through divorce and dysfunction and addiction and brokenness and poverty. We're fed up with seeing people lose their lives to fentanyl overdose. We're fed up with the crime that has ravaged our city. We're fed up with people living far beneath God's call on their lives. We're gonna believe for God to do something miraculous in our city. When, when we moved to, to America almost 17 years ago, I, I wanted God to give me a word. I, I love my husband, I trust my husband. And actually at our wedding, we, um, I had a scripture verse read. I read a scripture verse to him from the book of Ruth. Where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. And nothing but death will separate the two of us. And when I said my vows, I meant them. But when he wanted to move me across the other side of the world, (laughs) I didn't realise that I would actually have to so aggressively pursue the vow that I had made on that day on August 15th in 1992. And I asked the Lord, I said, God, I know you've spoken to Jürgen. But Father, and, and I will follow him wherever, wherever he, he takes me. But I, I, I need you to speak to me. God, I, I want a word to steady my heart so when things get difficult, I don't blame him. You, I followed you. Because I can say, no, God, you spoke to me. You didn't just speak to my husband. You spoke to me. And God spoke to me and he gave me this word from Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I will make a road in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And I felt God say to me, the land that I'm taking you has been like a wilderness and like a desert. 
And as you step out in obedience like these four lepers did, not really knowing what they're doing, I'm going to bring breakthrough to a land that, that, like, if I told you now what will happen, it would scare you. It would, like, overwhelm you. And I remember arriving in uh, San Diego in July of 2005, and we had an opportunity to go up to Newport and have an interaction with Benny Hinn, randomly. Uh, our pastor, Pastor Phil, took us up there. He was shooting a, a, a TV show with him, and we got to meet him. And he said, oh, lovely young couple. How are you? What are you doing here in America? <laughs> and we said, well, we're, we're here to start, start a church. And he goes, oh, wonderful, wonderful. And he said, so, so where are you starting your church? And we said, well, we're starting our church in San Diego. And he looked and he kind of stepped back and he goes, oh, oh, San Diego, they do not want the Holy Spirit. They're very close to the whole Holy Spirit. And immediately I remembered that word that God had spoken to me. But God, you gave me a word. And even though it may be hard ground, it may look like desert ground, it may look like wilderness, I'm trusting in the word that you gave me. And sure enough, we came to San Diego and the first thing that, was con- that we were contested against was the moving of the Holy Spirit. And our church had been going for about eight weeks and we had the most powerful move of God. I thought everybody would be pumped out of their brains. Who doesn't want freedom? Who doesn't want to be touched by the power of God? Well, apparently there are quite a few who don't. Because when the Holy Spirit moves, people's control, they lose a bit of control. Oh, I like things the way, and I liked that control. And I remember a couple of leaders who we'd come to really rely on in that eight weeks met with us afterwards privately. And they pointed their finger at Jürgen and I and said, nobody does this here. Nobody does this here. And even though I felt somewhat like one of those inadequate lepers in this story, I at least had the courage to look up and say, well, that's why God sent us here. And we didn't back down and we haven't backed down since. When we partner with God, things shift. Cities are changed. Rivers spring forth in even the most driest of places. They got fed up with the way things looked. We're part of this world. I don't wanna get to heaven and and have God say, oh my gosh, the plans I have for every city I placed you, but you were too afraid, or you were too selfish, or you were too self-focused. You know, the greatest gift that I can give myself is to not constantly be thinking about myself. You, You wanna get real happy? Take your mind off you for a minute and start to look around, oh, the potential God lives in you and one of my pet peeves is when I see when things get dark and you know someone will post something about the darkness on Instagram and then someone inevitably a Christian will come in and sideswipe with oh Jesus come oh Jesus come quickly no there are people yet to be saved you know what Jesus did come he came 2,000 years ago and put power and authority in you and I to go around the whole world and change cities and change atmospheres and change destinies. My gosh, what exciting days. The second thing they did 
as they shared what they had to bring breakthrough to others. These four lepers didn't just sit around and have a a good old feast. They're eating themselves silly. They're riding horses. They've got sitting on one horse, leading another 20. (laughs) Hanging out with the donkeys, lying around in the tents, enjoying all the luxuries. The Bible says this. These four lepers entered the camp. They went into the tent. First they ate and drank. Well, of course. Then they grabbed silver, gold and clothing. Understandable. And then they went off and hid it. But then they came back and entered another tent and looted it again, hiding their plunder. Interesting. This is a very human reaction. Finally, they said to one another, we shouldn't be doing this. This is a day of good news and we're making it into a private party. If we wait around until morning, we'll get caught and punished. Come on, let's go tell the news to the king's palace. So they went and called out all the city gate telling what had happened. God has put something in your hand that He wants you to share with other people so your life is not just blessed, but your life becomes a blessing to others. When Jürgen and I first started uh, giving to Vision Builders, the church we were part of in Australia, we were earning, I think, $50,000 a year with everything put together. And God asked us to give $10,000. That was 20% of our income at that time. I remember when Jürgen came with me, to me with that word, just thinking, there ain't no way. I remember thinking to myself, well, my life is over. I will never be eating out again. I'll be wearing hand-me-down clothes. And, you know, I I immediately felt like something was being taken from me. And quite honestly, nothing could be further from the truth. Not only were Jürgen and I able to contribute to the work of God in our hometown of Sydney, Australia, and see amazing things happen, but we were blessed. It's amazing, the Bible tells us there is one who withholds more than is right and in the end it leads to poverty but there is another who extends but their cup overflows. I wanna encourage you today, God has put something in your hand that He wants you to share with others to bring breakthrough. When I look at what our church has done through people's sacrificial giving, when I look at the amount of people that were just recently graduated from Awaken Recovery, and as a mother who, who uh, has a son who struggled very, very deeply with addiction for many years, I tell you what, it does my heart good to know that I'm sowing into other mothers, sons and daughters to see them receive breakthrough. Uh, like what, what other response is there than that? Freely you have received, Jesus said, now freely give. And then finally, I know I've run out of time. These lepers transformed a city because they partnered with God's plans. They went from Biden prices to Trump prices overnight. It was miraculous what happened when these lepers let their actions and their works collide with the Word of God. Elisha came in and said, the famine is over. But do you know what it needed to be over? It needed the bravery of the people to align and walk alongside with the Word that God had spoken. I mean, this, this building is a monument to the goodness of God and the very fact that God will not be mocked. 
Do you know that in the 1970s, in this very town, the Satanic Bible was written by Anton LaVey? Unbelievable. Can you imagine the darkness and the demons swirling over this place when that wicked book was written? And yet, and yet, less than 50 years later, right here, is a monument to the goodness of God that says, when my people partner with my word, I can transform even the most dark, derelict of communities to something that is shiny and bright. This is God's plan for this region. And God will amplify our steps. God is, God is looking for, for our partnership. He wants to do it with us. Those lepers, as they took a step, God so amplified the little they did with the faith they had that a mighty sophisticated army that had taken out many nations before turned tailed and run and left all their stuff. Let me prophesy to you today. El Cajon, we're taking back what the enemy has stolen. We're going into the camp of the enemy and we are taking back the plunder, the men, the women, the marriages, the young people, the lives, the, the resources, every single thing that the enemy has stolen, God has assigned and commissioned His people to bring back. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.